Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 198 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And today we're joined by a little alien. <laughs> so if you watch on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, you'll be able to see a little alien because little Dennis and Kitty are taking a time out on this one. Little Dennis has got a little coat on as well. He's cool, he is. He's got a little coat on because he's a bit cold. But they're going to sit there and the alien, little aliens are co-host today because we're going to be talking about aliens. What it is, is there's this podcast I listened to on the weekend called Event Horizon by Mark Anthony Peterson. (laughs) And he was talking about aliens. The synopsis for his episode was actually in episode... 56 i give two theories on why i believe extraterrestrials have not killed all humans the inspiration for this episode was the original was the amazon original movie the tomorrow war in this movie humans from the future jump back in time to recruit current current day humans to jump forward in time to fight a future war against a ravenous group of human eating ets And then it says, given the number of ancient alien visitors who have visited this planet, why haven't a single one destroyed or eaten all humans? I give two theories. So what I'm going to do is I'll play a couple of little clips from his episodes as I'm talking. But that is brilliant. That's one of my favourite podcasts it is. He's had loads of... In the past he's talked about things like sleep paralysis, shadows like shadow creatures, ancient civilizations, the pyramids, basically everything that's interesting is like, is cool, is. So I'll put a link in the description in the show notes for that. And on this one, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to talk, I've got two little theories that I want to talk about, but one of the ones he talked about, it made me, it, it made me think of something. And then another one he talked about made me think of something. So he's, he, he's one of his theories is that these aliens are us from the future. And what it did for me was it made me think it's not us from the future, it's us from the past. So I'm going to talk about that in a minute. His other one was that we're like in a farm, slaves basically, like like cows in a field being slaughtered. <laughs> That's what we are, and each time it gets a reset, he said something on there, which I'm going to say in a minute, and it made me think about what we're going through at the minute, but also things that I've been looking at over the last few months. That's cool. I've got a little thing here about balance, balancing the spiritual and the analytical, and then there's a little bit I'm going to talk about at the end about the tricks of the mind, really. It's got nothing to do with aliens, or maybe it has. I'm not sure, because sometimes I think, are these aliens and spirit, are spirits aliens and all that sort of thing? Is it actually all the same thing? <laughs> so the little aliens got us into this one. We're going to jump straight in. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play a clip from the episode. And this is the f- this is Mark Anthony, Anthony Peterson. He's, when his first theory was... His first, his theories was that the first one is that the aliens haven't killed us because it's us from the future. 
it's us from the future coming back in time. So here's a little quote from from the um, episode here. Well, I think in the future, scientists are going to coin a phrase called time archaeology, and they will go back in time and retrieve artifacts, including DNA. Otherwise, how do you explain the gods always playing favorites? Why would they appoint certain families to have power? <laughs> because it's probably their family from the past. If you had a chance to go back in time, wouldn't you reward your family with the knowledge of the future? Boing. So I thought that was quite cool. So for years, I've always thought, I've always thought these grey aliens, what if it's actually us from the future? And the, the spaceships are actually time machines. I've always thought about that. And I, I always thought maybe what happened was they either they, they're us from the future, but they're like, we've created, we either created or we turn into some sort of AI robot thing. Because all those grey aliens, they all seem to be like clones of the same thing. And they seem to be... So I thought, is it either a... Is it either a human inside of a suit? And that, that grey alien is actually like a an outfit? Or is it actually some sort of like... Ro- some sort of robot, basically. Like a clone. So they could use that... As, it could, they could use that robot as like a video camera. So the the actual alien could be sat at home on its planet looking through the eyes of this robot and if the robot gets killed it doesn't matter because the um the real alien is actually sitting at home <laughs> but what happened was this is the first time i ever thought this i thought hang on what if it's not us from the future it's us from the past that would explain quite a lot of things because if you do like research into the ancient civilizations a lot of them seem to have predicted the future and he talks about in a minute the Mayans. Hopefully I've got that quote on here. I think I have. He was talking about the Mayans. And basically they, how they were obsessed with time and stuff. But the thing is, is it possible that they were travelling into the future and then coming back with the information? See, see what I mean? So, in other words, they're going into the future, getting information, coming back, and that way, that's how they can work out what's going to happen. But the thing is, if you look into these ancient civilizations, a lot of them were actually predicting the future. And it's all about looking at the stars and seeing the cycles. But I just had a, a weird thought of what if actually, somehow, they had the technology to jump into the future. So, and then... The other thing I thought about was mind projection. Because again, if you look into the ancient civilizations, I've got hiccups now, <laughs> especially like the Egyptians. And something I've been looking into a lot at the moment is these mystery schools. Yeah, but so what happened is a lot of these ancient civilizations seem to be doing inner work, like meditation and stuff. What if they were actually, what if like somehow when you went into the pyramids, you could actually project yourself into the future. So you're not actually going in, you're not physically going into the future. 
you're just projecting yourself into the future and it's the way we do it as well so when we when if you go into a meditation or in a lucid dream or an out-of-body experience and you have like a flash of the future what if you're sort of you're not you're not seeing the future you're seeing a probable you're seeing a possible future like probabilities and stuff what if that's what they were doing so these aliens are creatures in the past which are jumping into the future to see possible timelines this is why they seem to pop in and out of existence especially like the spaceships they seem to pop in and pop out what if that's because that's them like meditating uh, like in a lucid in a dream in a dream you pop into the environment and then when when you wake up you pop out i was just thinking about that i don't know why it there's like it just made me think about that but i like the thought that i like the thought that it's the other way around that the the ancients were the super advanced ones who had the ability to jump travel because you think about it if it, it's inevitable i think that at some point we're going to get some form of time travel or time manipulation so if it's true that the ancient civilizations were way more advanced than what we are, which when you start digging into it, it really does look like that, especially like the the pyramids. Look at the pyramids and stuff. You know, there's some sort of advanced skills at least going on there. But if, if they had the technology, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be, it's inevitable that they would learn how to travel into time. And it, I would feel like it's more. I would feel like it's easier to travel forward in time. That was just just my like sort of what I would think. But that's what they say, isn't it? They say that you could travel forwards, but you couldn't travel bef- backwards before the point that the time machine was made. See, that's what I'm saying. So even that, which is what a lot of scientists say, they say if we ever created a time machine, you wouldn't be able to travel backwards before the point at which the time machine was created so that would then mean they would be traveling forwards but then that would mean they would have had a time machine all along what if the pyramids were time machines exactly you go into the pyramid somehow you get teleported through time so the pyramids could be like deactivated time machines how mad is that but this other bit here, he's talking about he's talking about the Carol's Paradise. So this bit was quite amazing. I think this is when he starts talking about the Mayan civilization. But he, he said something here. It's not in here. It's not in this quote. But what he said during the episode, if you go and listen to the whole thing, it's just amazing. One of the things he said was, because his theory was, the reason the um, aliens haven't killed us all is because they sort of need us for food. Like the reason we d- we wouldn't go and kill a load of cows until it was harvesting time. <laughs> you basically keep the cows alive until until you slaughter them. And then at that point you bring in a bunch of new ones. So this is what he said. He said, like imagine you're a cow in a field. To those cows, whilst they're alive in that field... They're living in a paradise. They've got all the grass they need, water. So they are in a cow's paradise, and then they get all they all get slaughtered. 
and then a new batch come in. A new batch come in, completely oblivious to what happened before. They go into this new paradise, then they would all get slaughtered. And what happened, when he said that, it made me think about something I'd just seen on one of these videos. So I've never heard about this before until I started watching these videos about four months ago, I think. It was, it's all to do with, like, the, it, it was a video about the flat earth, lost history of the flat earth. Something he said in it was in, in the mid-1800s, basically all the cities around the world, it looks like what happened is some sort of mud flood happened, a, like a worldwide cataclysm, destroyed everything, but kept all the buildings there, but everybody got wiped out. And then what happens is, there's photos of the cities deserted all around the world. And it, and it looks like, and it, well, if you watch that, it really does, there's a lot, it seems like a lot of evidence that something fishy's gone on there. But if you, if you look back again, you see that it's happening all the time. And then you start thinking, well, what's happening at the minute? What if it's the same thing happening at the minute? We're at, we're at another point of like a reset like a like a slaughter basically but the th the thing with that was in the 1800s oh something about that I've, I've lost it I wanted to say something about that oh yeah that's it the point of the reset is the point at which, like the cows, if the cows suddenly realised that they were all going to get slaughtered, that, at that point you would slaughter them. So what you need to do is you need to get the cows to a point where they... The cows must never realise that they're about to be slaughtered. Because at that point you'd have to slaughter them and then you'd have to get a new bunch in. <laughs> so you've got to play a game there of keeping them sort of in a in a paradise but not too of much of a paradise because they might sort of realize they what's happening but also you can't suppress them too much because otherwise they would they would fight back so you've got you've got to sort of keep them in this place like that but it's weird isn't it that we li we have these animals that we're going to slaughter it is weird that listen to this quote though he's, i think this is when he's talking about the mayans I like this bit. According to Aaron Gray, published on September 7th, 2017, the title of the article is 10 Civilizations That Have Vanished Without a Trace. And this could represent evidence of human harvesting. You guys have heard of the Mayans, right? That once occupied the Yucatan Peninsula, which is today Mexico, Guatemala and Belize the language still exists but no one knows what happened to them one of the greatest civilizations in that region some of the highest technology that we can speak of and most of you probably are familiar with them because of the 2012 end of the world clock that everyone was focused on on December 21st Guys had math skills out the wazoo. 
So how and why would they disappear? First of all, why would they be so anal about time that they would be tracking it on levels that it took computers today to kind of get to the decimal point range of what they thought of as a calendar year? See, we think they didn't have skills or technology back then. Can we assume everything we have today is the greatest that's ever been on this planet? I don't start with that as the assumption, as many of you know. I use the facsimile theory when it comes to earthly intelligence. That the further you go out, the more faded the copy gets. The closer you get back to the original source, the smarter, the more intelligent the creatures are. I like that. When he said that as well, it made me think of something else. You know the infinity sign, which also looks like the two serpents? Well, for me, that looks like two timelines. And I look at that as like the future and the past. They're both traveling. They're both traveling, traveling what looks like opposite directions. But because they're actually linked together, what happens is, is, is that there's only one, there's only one travel but because it's going up and down in a circle it looks like it's going forwards and backwards but really it's just going in one direction that's what i thought about with when he was talking about that he was talking about how like the further back you go the the clearer it gets somehow i can't sometimes i can't explain stuff but it's it's that thing of like you think you're going forwards, but you're actually going backwards. But oh, <laughs> but again, that's brilliant. When he said about the, when he said about that as well, like it just, it looks like it's the same thing happening all the time. It's almost as if humans get to a point where they're. It, get, it feels like they get to a point where they, they know, either they know too much, so they get, you can look at it that they get wiped out, which would be like they get slaughtered, or what's happening is they, they get to a point where they know too much, so they are no longer humans anymore, so they actually evolve and go off. See, there's two ways to look at everything. Either... You get in, you get too clever. So you get too clever, so you get you get wiped out and get like suppressed, or you get too clever. And again, if if Earth if Earth is just like a big um, learning thing, a learning facility, <laughs> what happens is at the point where you've reached, let's say maturity. You know the system ejects you. And then a new batch would come in to go through the same thing again. So Earth is just is really Earth is just a a way to level up. Something here that I thought about was this balancing here. So it, this was to do with oh what's it called? What are they called? Um, that Antarctic? No. Oh, what's that thing called? Where 
the civilization had got wiped out with Plato. Plato talked about it. Begins with A. Pacific Arizona. I don't know. Something anyway. But that one that got wiped out, Antarctica, which many believe is, is Antarctica. Oh, see, mine's gone blank again. Mine's playing games here, which which links into something I want to talk about later. About the mind sort of playing around with you. But the ancient the ancient civilization which was super advanced, which has got wiped out, I feel like they were too spiritual. Right? So what happened is they brought in the they were too spiritual. So that didn't work. Then what's happened is we've gone too analytical. That's not going to work. What you've got to do is bring the two together. You've got to bring the spiritual and the analytical together, which is like which is like science and spirituality. And I, I was thinking, I think now is the time to balance the two. Get them together. Here, look, watch this. How evil the mind can be. So I thought about this at work this morning. This has got nothing to do with Event Horizon, but I just pl- I want to play something here. Listen to the um, little promo clip for this podcast. This has got to be one of the best adverts for a podcast ever. L- listen, listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. Not this bit. Yeah. This, what this is, is it's a little advert for Event Horizon. that would be born if David Icke and the X-Files had a baby. <laughs> How did he come up with that? That's brilliant. He says that himself at the start. I just think that's like one of the bestest promos for a pod. That's the only promo for a podcast that I actually listen to. All the other ones, I just skip them. <laughs> I'm still trying to think of the name of this um, civilization that got wiped out. It, oh, it's really annoying. It's on the tip of my tongue. Plato talked about it. And it was um, supposed to be like a circular thing. Oh, it's so annoying. I, I bet it comes to me right at the end. Actually, I might have a look for it online. Because it's, it's going to annoy me, that. But I've got a feeling that they were... They were... 
too spiritual, but also what happened? Well, there was a podcast I was listening to talking about this. Plato's Plato's wiped out civilization. Aristotle, he Plato talked. What's it? Ancient civilization. Civilization. Hopefully, it'll be on here like that. Atlantis. That's it. Atlantis. Yeah. So the Atlantis. I feel like the Atlantis people were too spiritual. But they also had technology, so... Yeah, but I feel like what happened is they, they, they didn't balance the... They didn't balance the the spiritual and the analytical. And so because they didn't balance it, that's what created the catastrophe or the cataclysm. So maybe it's... I don't know. Dr- can you hear that noise? <laughs> bloke next door is drilling. I've got a thing here. I was at work this morning and I thought of something... So the mind is it can be a very evil thing sometimes, but I'm not sure whether it's evil or whether it's it's part of the game. So what happened is, because at the minute my mum's got got a little bit of pain in her leg, but she's also going through a lot of change, mental change. So what's happened is it's it's like a coincidence there that as she's going through mental change. You're getting physical pain. And it made me think about... When I started like meditating, going really deep into this meditation, what would happen is I would sit there meditating. And, I, and right at the start, for a few years at the start, I was getting very crystal, crystal clear visions. And what it did, I kept getting this pain in the back of my knee. And it started showing me this vision of me... Basically, losing my legs and my arms. And it, it basically kept... Something was saying, if you keep meditating, if you keep meditating, you're going to lose your legs and your arms. And so there's part of me that's thinking, oh, I'm, I, I've got to stop this. Because so that's the thing. But So then what happened was... Now, this is what's brilliant. Well, what happened was I just basically... I said to myself, if that's what happens, that's what happens. Now, what's amazing is, about a year later or something, I was listening to Muji, the spiritual master, and he said, what's amazing is he said, when he started, when he first started meditating, like going, when he started doing his deep meditations, the mind started saying that he was going to become a Quasimodo, <laughs> like a hunchback. And he said that it was saying to him, if you carry on doing what you're doing, you're going to you're going to basically turn into a Quasimodo. But in the end, he said, he said, well, if that's what happens, so be it. I thought, how weird is that? It's the same sort of thing. And then what what it makes me think is that the mind. Which goes into last week's episode about the spirit possession, which I do believe is the shadow, the shadow self is I think the spirit is some sort of spirit. But it's also got the ability to manifest things in the physical. So in other words, whatever this thing is, 
even if it is just a, a negative thought, whatever it is, it's got the ability to manifest negative things into the into the physical, which it can use to try to sort of put you off. So this is why I think, I wonder, is it possible that this, this whatever this evil thing is, is actually a positive thing in disguise? But it's, it's, its purpose is to put these obstacles in front of your front, front of your progress to see if you will overcome it. In other words, it comes up to you and it says, "Look, if you carry on down this road, you're gonna, you're gonna lose your legs. You could either then turn a, turn around and go back, or stay where you were, or you could say, well, so be it." carry on if you believe that you the best thing for you is down that path you've got to, there's going to be risk but see what i mean so how is it possible that this same thing is happening all the time so it's happened to me it happened to muji it seems to be happening to my mum as well and i wonder whether it's this last gasp attempt like it's, it's desperate, so it gets starts manifesting things in the physical to try to scare you. Now, what I also think is, on a much bigger scale, is it possible that the Earth itself is going through the same thing? So the Earth itself is evolving like each of the humans is on the planet. What happens is the Earth... The Earth also has a, a negative shadow side or a spirit that's possessing it or something and that is able to manifest things on earth so in other words what happens is like the um all the stuff that's going on at the minute it's the shadow side of the earth manifesting it to try to put the earth off of evolving it's just just something i thought about (laughs) but there's definitely there's definitely an ability of manifesting things in the in the physical from the spiritual. I tell you what I would love. What I would love is to somehow bring something back from a, a dream. Do you think it'd be possible to go to sleep and have a dream, and like wake up with something physical from the dream? Wouldn't that be amazing if you could do that? See, now I think you can, but it doesn't work the way you... Because what would be cool is if you could shut your eyes, go to sleep, say dream about, dream about, say, a book. Wake up and the book's on your on your bed. That would be cool, but I think what actually happens is you go to sleep, you dream about, say, a book, you wake up. What will happen then is, a few weeks later, somehow, this is what synchronicity is, it will bring into your life that book. So you are you are um, you are actually manifesting it into the physical. It's just taking time. So it doesn't look like if you weren't really paying attention, that book would just come in randomly. But because you're, if you start paying attention, you realise that actually that book only came in because you you sort of manifested it over here. <laughs> See, and I think the um. Whatever that negative thing is inside of us that's trying to sabotage us, it can also do the same thing. And again, it, 
if you're not paying attention, it looks completely separate. Because what happened was, for months, I had this pain in my in my knee. And I just thought, because I thought it was running. I thought it was walking too much. I thought it was all these different things. So what I did was I kept stopping all these things. I started getting the bus to work and all that. But the, it didn't stop the pain. It was only when I realised that it was actually like the meditation or something inside of me was trying to sabotage me really and that's when it it went away uh, see this is weird it's all in the mind <laughs> so this is everything like if you're not paying attention it looks like that's got nothing to do with anything but when you if you sort of if you can connect the dots then you can actually do something about it It's very, um, it's very interesting, all of this. I hope this podcast was all right. I think, really, if there's something to come away from this one, I would just say listen to that episode 56 of the Event Horizon podcast with Mark Anthony Peterson. Also, I would say go right back to the start and listen to him all like that. Because what he, what he tends to do is, he'll, he'll, tell, he'll do something on the first one, Something I've noticed, right, is I get, I seem to get a lot of burps during these podcasts. And last week I was listening to Ascend podcast with Dan Harrison. And they were talking on that about burping is a way of getting out of, is, is energy, basically. Like negative energy. So I'm wondering now, is it possible that when I'm doing these podcasts... Like the burping is is a sign of some sort of um, energy flowing or something like negative energy. Because I definitely a lot of the time I won't say nothing, but sometimes I do. While I'm doing these podcasts, uh, there's there's negative thoughts going on in my head. It could be anything. It could be saying stuff like "You look stupid," <laughs> "You don't know what you're talking about," all these little things. So it's weird because I'm talking. But I've also got this going on in my head. So this this is why it was hard for me to think of the word Atlantis. Because there was there was lots of things going on. It was like the mind was saying, you don't know what you're talking about. So I'm I'm trying to sort of think of Atlantis. And at the same time, I've got this thing in my head stopping me from thinking about it. Which, which I started thinking is making me look stupid. But I didn't care. I just carried on. See, now this is why it's cool. Because now... I'm talking about that. It's almost like a little story's played out there. It's almost like that all happened to show what the mind is is, is up to. So I guess in a weird way, I didn't have a clear mind. If I had a clear mind, all of these things would have flowed nicely. It's weird. All I know is there's definitely some... Ah, oh, this is the other thing as well. Spirits could be nothing but energy. So, so all it is 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 negative, even aliens or something. But spirits, it's just energy. All it is, all this is, is energy. I almost look at it as like everything is just a like a little point, and it's got energy, negative and positive energy, bombarding it. That's all it is. Everything is just. 
is just the relationship of negative and positive energy interacting with each other. So in a weird way, even negative spirits or something, they're not really negative. Because all that is, is it's just a, well, it's entangled opposites. It's just, the only reason that negative en- energy is there is because you, you've got the positive energy there. Like, you can't have the positive without the negative until you bring it together. Which is what I said about with this, it's time to bring, I think it's all. It's time to bring everything together in balance. And that's positive and negative and everything. Very interesting. But, so that's it really. It's cool. Still got a lot of work to do on my head though. Because, um, but then I also think maybe I haven't. Because maybe this is part of it. It's quite cool in a weird way. I do like this. It reminds me of that psychedelic experience again. Because what it said was, it said everything is a story. Oh, this is amazing. When I first started doing my meditations, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but it's weird. What would happen is I would shut my eyes and it was like, these are like an hour and a half meditations. I was doing it every single day for a good three or four years with Joe Dispenza. And then at some point I just stopped doing those and I started moving on to like Muji and stuff. Ajahn Brah. But especially those Joe Dispenza ones, the visuals were amazing. It was, And what would happen is I'd shut my eyes at the start and I would see, for instance, a tortoise. Now, I'd never thought about a tortoise before. This tortoise just randomly appeared. And what was happening was I was just, it was as if I was in, every time I meditated, it was like I was going into a cinema <laughs> and I was just having this story play out in front of me. So what would happen is you'd get this, tortoise over here and and you'll be in this meditation thinking why is there a tortoise there and then it'll go away what would happen is you'd have an hour long story playing out of all these things right at the end the tortoise would come back and it would make so much sense it would be like beautiful see i can't even explain it but you would in that moment you'd be like oh my god that's why there was a tortoise there but the thing was, if that tortoise hadn't been at the start, it wouldn't have made, it wouldn't have, in other words, this again goes in like how somehow the t- the, part, the past and the future are sort of, they're sort of linked together. It's almost as if the, the, the end of my meditation was somehow influencing the start, but the end was only powerful because of what had happened at the start, you see? But it was still playing out in in emotion forwards like that, and it kept happening all the time. Normally with animals, what happened is I'd see an animal, and it would always be random. And then what happened is at the end, when the meditation was over, I'd go and look into the animal, and most of the time, whatever that the spirit animal was, it would it would really sync up with things I was going through at that moment. I got a book over there about spirit animals. <laughs> quote. Oh, this week's inspirational quote. Little alien said it's time, time up on that one. I do hope you enjoyed that. This week's inspirational quote again. It's come to me as I was walking home from work, because I was thinking we are right in the middle of the 
well, what I thought was, this is the best of times and the worst of times. So then I looked, because I remember that quote, I didn't realise, but it's actually from Charles Dickens and a book called A Tale of Two Cities. Never read that book, but I, the title intrigues me because I wonder, is it possible that this is a story about, somehow, is it a story of like the um, the earth splitting into a positive and negative? So in other words, it's the same thing, almost like um, twins, which again goes into that thing of like the shadow self. All the shadow is, is like a negative, an opposite. That's it. The shadow is just like a an, an opposite version of of the thing, isn't it? See, you can't have a shadow without the um, object. You you need a shadow for the together. So in a weird way, they're balancing each other out. So what I'm saying is, if somehow, if the Earth got itself into balance, would the shadow would the shadow disappear? Or would the shadow also get itself into balance? So would you have two would you have two objects in balance? Or would you have one object that's that's got the shadow inside of itself? So like But when I went in looking into this quote, look how cool this is. This is what it says. It says it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, it was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. Incredulity. I don't know what that is. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. Now that, really, for me, that last bit especially, well, all of it, What's that about? It's about entangled opposites. But it's also about what I think we're going through at the minute. What we're going through at the moment is the worst thing ever in one way, but it'll be the best thing ever when you get out of it. Because <laughs> you'll look back and be like, I'm so glad that happened. Because how many times does that happen? Something really bad happened. And then when you look back years later, you realise it was the best thing that ever happened. So, and again, it's almost like, it's almost like somehow, I'm convinced somehow the future is affecting the past. And the reason for that is, again, it goes into that thing of the timelines are flowing in at the same time in opposite directions. So this week's inspirational quote It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Charles Dickens. This is a, um, this is a Twinnings beetroot. Herbal tea. It's got ginger and orange in it. It's got this says it's got vitamin B1. Try triamine contributes to normal heart function. Imagine if I had a heart attack now. <coughs> drinking this one. Orange and ginger flavoured infusion with beetroot and added thiamine. And it says enjoy at least one cup a day 
as part of a varied and balanced diet and a healthy lifestyle. It's very tasty. I love beetroot. I just said I had beetroot sandwiches this morning. 